Hello everyone and good evening. We thank God for his mercy thus far in our lives. His protection and his guidance. His love that he has lavished on us. As we all know that our country has not been peaceful for quite some time. But he has fulfilled the promise that he has given to us. In his word, which he said, he will fight our battle for us and we will hold our peace. The Lord has protected us. We bless his holy name for worshiping. So before we start, let's have a word of prayer. Thank you, Jesus, because you are so good and you are so kind. Thank you, Jesus, because your love that you lavish on us has been an unmerited one. Lord, we pray that once we begin this section, you endow us with wisdom to understand, to comprehend, and you bless us after this section. To you be all the glory, all the honor, and all your adoration. For I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So today's topic is titled, Our Body is Not Ours. Young people, our body is not ours. So we'll be looking at various Bible texts. Uh, first one, or the first question here is, who created our body? Who created our body? The very simple question, but let's find out from the word of God. Notice Genesis chapter 1, verses 27. The Bible says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created male and female. He created them. So, we've seen our answer. It is God that created man. It is God that formed us from this body. And give us the breath of life to become a living soul. So therefore, it is God that created our body. God has two eyes. We have two eyes. God has uh, one nose. We have a nose. God has two ears. We have two ears. Because if created us in his own image. In the image of Christ too and the image of the Holy Spirit. We are one. So it is God that created her body. The next question is, even though we have a choice, or we're given the freedom of choice, to do anything we want with our body, why does this body still belong to God? Notice 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. This will answer our question. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 16 and 17. The Bible says, don't you know that you yourself are God's temple and that God's spirit lives in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is sacred and you are that temple. We are given the freedom of choice to do anything we want. But we should notice that amidst this freedom of choice we are given, our body remains sacred to God. Why? Because one, he created us in his own image. Two, Christ liveth in us. So those are the two key things we should understand when we are dealing with our body. Christ liveth in us. Paul is reminding us that don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, is the temple of God. Because he knows that we will defile our body. He knows that we will do some nasty things to our body. So it's reminding us that 
know that your body is the temple of God because he lives in you. And it's the punishment if we defile the body. God says, going to destroy us. And when God says yes, who can say no? Nobody. So if you don't want to see the wrath of God, if you don't want to see the hunger of God, young people, please let us stay away from anything that will defile our body. Let us understand the fact that Christ lives in us. If you want your prayers to be answered, understand the fact that your body is a small church, is a sacred temple where Christ lives. Also, another question you ask is that why should we not defile our body? Some people will ask you a question why should we not defile our body? Or why should we abstain from anything that has to do with uh, unclean, of, unclean to our body? Notice 1 Corinthians chapter 6 13 to 20. Paul is telling us here that we should abstain from sexual immoralities. And not only that, we have so many things that can defile our body. We have sexual immorality, yes. We have smoking, we have drinking, we have eating dunks, you know, eating anyhow. We have transgenders changing your body from male to female. We have tattoo, writing of tattoos on your body, piercing, implantings, and all of that. Why should we do this? Are you saying that God did not create you perfectly? Are you saying that you don't, you don't like being female or male? Are you saying that you don't like how your shape is? Come on. Young people, Paul is telling us we should abstain from all these things. We should abstain from sexual immorality because this is what the world likes the most. On the scale, you will see it that the world, particularly young people, that soft pornography sites, over 60 million. More than that, if that soft pornography sites every day. So Paul knows and is telling us that we should abstain from sexual immorality. We should abstain from fornications because our body is for God and God alone. Because the Holy Spirit dwells in us. That's where the Holy Spirit lives. The Holy Spirit is the person that speaks to you. That still voice that tells you that, Hey, Jim, this is not good. Hey, Toby, this is not good. Hey, Mark, this is not good. But we fail to listen because the word has clouded and blinded our mind, has blinded our eyes to understand and to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. That is why he's telling us that our body it's where the Holy Spirit dwells in. And we should know that Christ paid the ultimate price for us. He died on the cross of Calvary to cleanse our body. He died on the cross of Calvary to wash us away from all our sins and our guilty stains. Why then should we not nail him to the cross the second time? Young people, by the future generation, the older people will go, will be the one ruling this the world. Let us understand the fact that our body is for Christ and Christ alone. Please let us abstain from anything that will defile our body because Christ's ministry here on earth, he didn't defile his body. Rather, he used his body as a witness to all the world.
and has ascended to heaven with his heavenly body. Christ lives in our body according to Ephesians chapter 4 verse 4. We are united in the body of Christ. One faith, one love, one baptism, one God. We are all united as one. And if we want to remain like that, we should know that our body must not be defiled. Our body must be kept clean and holy so that we'll be united with Christ. What do the Holy Spirit do in our body? Or what does it do in our body? According to James chapter 2, verses 26, the Bible says that as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. So it is the Holy Spirit that makes us walk in the newness of life. It's the Holy Spirit that opens our eyes and our understanding to the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's the Holy Spirit that gives us a provincial opportunity, the second touch, to see that, yes, people need Christ. People need the Word of God. So if the Holy Spirit is not in you, your ministry can move forward. If the Holy Spirit is not in you, your witnessing can be effective. What I'm doing now, I'm just giving you, you know, an awareness. But it's the Holy Spirit that will convince. So, young people, we must pray that the Holy Spirit should be in our life. The Holy Spirit is the one that Christ has sent to us. To give us, you know, so many things we need. So, if the Spirit is not in us, we are good as dead. And also, in Romans chapter 8, verse 14, the Bible tells us that the Spirit of God is in us, and we shall be called the sons of God. That if the Spirit of God is in us, we shall be called the sons of God. So if we don't have the Holy Spirit, young people, we are not the sons of God, we are the sons of the devil. Because our, our, our life here on earth spiritually will not be dead, because the Spirit does not live in us. Why? Because we have defied our body. Why? Because our body is stayed. And the Holy Spirit is so sacred that it can't stay in an unstained body. But it can't stay, sorry, it can't stay in a stained body. It has to stay in a clean body. A body which is which is for Christ and Christ alone. Young people. In conclusion, Galatians chapter 6, verse 17. I love that verse so much. Or the text rather. It says, Finally, let no one cause me any trouble, for I bear on my body the marks of Jesus Christ. So, young people, if we've identified that our body is not ours, but for Christ, for, but for Christ because we are created in His own image, therefore, no one can trouble you because on your body you bear the mark of Christ. The devil cannot have a, have a way in your life. Because the Holy Spirit lives in you, Christ lives in you, and God the Father lives in you. So when the, when the devil or his inmate sees you, they flee. Because they are ready for them spiritually. Because on your body you bear the mark of Christ. Young people, let us allow the Holy Spirit to dwell in us, in this our earthly body. In order to prepare us for Christ's return. So that when he comes, we will remove this earthly body here on earth and we will ascend in heaven with our heavenly body. Just as he ascended to heaven and in the resurrection morning with an heavenly body.
because his ministry on earth is finished he left it to us young people because the apostles were young and they received the holy spirit because their body was clean they kept their body for the ministry and the ministry alone it is we the young people that can move christ's ministry to the next level young people let our body let our life be a personal testimony let our life be a witness to others let our character portray christ to others it's not necessary when we you know do podcast or do um, evangelism out there but let someone says let someone says that ah, i love this guy's character i want to be like him let people get motivated through your character let them see that the spirit of god is working in you young people the devil is out there to cloud our minds for us not to receive Christ. But as we've, as we've, as we've established today that our body is not us, but our body is for Christ alone. Let us ponder on this. And I pray that the Lord will bless us all in Jesus' name. Amen. See you next time.